Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Luke, Gary, and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. It began as a humble podcast between a man and a woman he never met. Then another man joined the podcast, who the first man had also never met. Hi. And then a third man, who someone called a northern man, joined the podcast. And the two of them had also <laughs> never met. We're talking 50 podcasts ago. This is now episode 50 of the unbelievably successful, in my own mind, The Custard TV Podcast. Hello, Gary. Hello, Luke. Hello, Matt. Hello, Luke, and also also Gary. And if there's I... the, the slightly muckier version, would be uh, Fifty Shades of Podcast. <laughs> we're not going there. We're not, we're not just because just you've been watching Sex Box and Masters of Sex, Matt. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't bring Channel us down to your tawdry level. Me. What's her name again? I keep forgetting her name. Jay Hunt. Jay Hunt. Damn you. I, I believe quick... it's, it's rhyming slang down your neck of the woods. It is if you're John McCreerick. Can I just ask you, Gary, when we first did the podcast, it was a conversation we had about US drama versus UK drama. It was, yes. Um, we, we can guess whose side was on which side of the argument. Do you feel, in the, in, uh, in the 50 podcasts we've done, I'm not sure how long in physical time that is, but in the 50 podcasts we've done, that your views towards UK produced shows have changed? Because I feel they have. Probably. I would say that what, what has happened is, I think we've discussed this, I think we have had a boom period of British drama. I think British comedy has declined and I think British drama has soared um, in the last in the last however many, was it two years, year and a half that we've been doing this? So, yeah, I think, um, I think yeah, but I still think, I still think that uh, the best television drama is made in America. And Matt, um, from Hello. when we started to now, do you feel any less northern? No. <laughs> You're not even trying to be any less northern, though, to be fair. I'm not that northern. To be fair, I don't, like, live in the in the north-north, you know, I'm in the, the north-midland. Have you ever been in a K. Miller drama? Not to my knowledge, but yeah. Yeah, is there a have. is there a bouncer in your in your own, in your local Greg's? Yeah, <laughs> there's always, you there's, are always in the north. there's always a queue out the door in my local Greg's. Then you are in the north, my friend. <laughs> uh, if you've somehow missed the previous forty nine podcast, uh, then you can listen to them all at thecustardtv.com. What we do is we talk about the best and the worst on the TV box. Uh, not the sex box, the TV box. And um, we we give you information on what's coming, what the latest TV news is, and we preview stuff heading your way over the course of the next seven days. This, my friends, is the Custard TV podcast. And as I always say before I press this button, let's do a ruddy podcast. Um, almost to commemorate 50 podcasts now, the BBC have decided... They're on 50 podcasts, what can we do? Well, they're going to change the iPlayer, they're going to rejuvenate it, and they've announced a BBC One Plus One, which is ironic because we're also going to be doing the podcast Plus One, 
which is me, Gary, <laughs> Matt, and somebody that nobody else knows. Well, it, it, surely cool. it's one of us bringing our plus one. No, surely it's like one it. of us doing the podcast an hour later than the other two. I feel like just ringing someone on my Skype now and having them be the plus one. Bring uh, no one, of, on. one of your celebrity friends. Yeah. None of them are online, but oh. I would... I, 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 my only well. celebrity friend is online. I could ring him. Who's ring that? Him. No, he's he's preparing for a podcast. It's Ian Lee. Uh, you don't have to, uh. Anyway, so that's the news coming. BBC iPlayer is going to have unique contact, uh, content rather, and uh, new channels that you can get on the iPlayer itself, including a BBC Radio One uh, channel. I'm really wasn't there something they were that? competing as well a bit with with Spotify? There was kind of like a like it's a, a playlist like a playlist well. thing, yeah, that you can do yeah. with all the music from the various stations. Make your own, yeah, thing. But would you really want to see the faces of most of the DJs who are on Radio One? Really, they're all fern cotton, aren't they? Well, uh, no, you've got these... Nick Grimshaw, Greg James. I'm sure there are others. They're Just Dave Pierce still do his anyway. dance anthems. On I don't it. think so. No. <laughs> it hasn't since about. <laughs> No, Tim Westwood, no. Tim Westwood, he's still, still Gary, in the north. Gary Davis, Mark, Mark and Lard. Yeah. And, and yeah. the rest of the people that we can't mention, thanks to Operation so, uh, Simon Bates, yeah. Love Hurts. Can I just say? Love Hurts, it's... Um, what was it called? Um, our tune. Our tune. <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> so, as I say... <laughs> his name was... <laughs> Anyway, go As on. I say, if you've not heard this before, this is a TV podcast. Where we talk about radio. <laughs> Can I just say as well, well, how much of a benefit to your viewing habits, uh, Gary and Matt, would having a BBC One Plus One be? I think it would help. I think, I think like anything, you know, there is so much choice out there now with DVRs and with, you know, uh, uh, smart televisions and you know, catch-up TV. That I think it just adds to that. I mean, I think it brings BBC... It might bring BBC One down a little bit in what people think of it. You know, Plus One Channel is very sta- satellite, very cable-y. But I think, I think it's... I personally think it will help me because there's always the odd thing that you miss or you, you might miss on the day. Yeah, and it, it avoids clashes, and I think this is probably done, mm. you know, there's been some sort of, you know, focus group. A lot of people have said, you know, I'd watch more if there was a plus one channel, because sometimes there are other things on, you know, that I can't watch again. Do you know roughly when the plus one thing started? <laughs> I remember well, Channel 4 plus one was around 07. I don't know if there was one before I think... that. I think there was a. I think one of the cable channels. I don't know if it was Sky. Well, Sky Two started off as a repl- as 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 an out as a plus one channel for Sky One, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it, no, something no. like that. E Four had the, the like the ah, channels. E Four had it. Um, I think More Four had it. But yeah. in terms of the terrestrial channels, oh, I think gosh, Channel Channel 4. Channel Four Plus One in two thousand seven. But yeah, E Four. Plus one, the digital channels did it first, but I think obviously, you know, the terrestrial channels took a while. It was when sort of Freeview was back, you know, more homes had the Freeview so they could have the plus one channels. And then, of course, we would be remiss without mentioning Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Um, So no real details on how quickly uh, our TVs will receive BBC One Plus One. Uh, but when we know, we'll let you know via the medium of will it, will writing it get, on will our it get, website. Will it get to Freeview? Because, of course, that's that's a set list and the BBC... Well, yeah, it'll be on Freeview. That. Yeah, but what will go because of it? Well, there's free, there is free space, isn't there? There's oh, is not there? every okay. channel that you press. I think there's do you think, well, no, but do you th- no, but I mean, there's only a set amount of channels. But some of, the re- some of them get red- reordered, don't they? Yeah. Do you think we'll lose the BBC red button option or the sport? I th- one, I don't know. No, I don't think we will. I think, uh, anyway, I, I think somehow the BBC will arrange it so uh, everything stays as it is, apart from that. Um, I want to get through this news because there's a piece of news I really want to talk about with you both. and we um, So we want to do that. Cuckoo okay. on the BBC uh, is going to be remade for US audiences. No word yet, though, on whether American Andy Samberg will, re- will reprise his role as the incredibly irritating one to punch his eyes out. Cuckoo uh, is remade in the States. Not sure which network is remaking it either. Uh, sounds like something Gary might know. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, which is a huge hit for Fox in the States and has just uh, this week started on the Universal Channel. 
that is coming back um, for a second series in that three seen, weeks. I've seen the first episode. Okay, um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't put it down in the thing because uh, but uh, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, um, simplistic. What, a little bit why, if you, if you so love. Brilliant? Well, if you love super, it's got the mix of history. For Americans, it's got the mix of, you know, this is like independence history, George Washington. And then, of course, it's in the modern day. So you've got a little bit of, like, the, the very famous film, The Astronaut in King Arthur's Court, where you've got the fish out of water storm. Um, and, of course, because of the films, people know who Ichabod Crane is, and they're looking for the timber and references. So it's very sort of supernatural, uh, very much like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it's excellent. And I'm, I'm glad that the Americans have had the sense to... Um, to, to well, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that it's a hit because I know there's a huge demographic of people <coughs> that love, love that sort of show. It just doesn't happen to be for me. Uh, on the on the commissioning side in the US as well, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is to get a full series order. That will presumably mean 24 eps out of uh, the 6 yeah, or 8 this so, yeah. Uh, speaking of 24, oh, uh, the new series of 24 uh, starring Keith Sutherland is to be set in London, which is in England. But it's that not was... going to be 24 episodes this time, is it? No, no that's right. No. It, this was rumoured what they were going to do with the film, weren't they? There was, there was talk of 24 Series 8 being set in London in the film. So the fact that they've done this, I think, gives it that nice international feel. And it means that we might get to breaks... we might get to see Keitha in London. I might it breaks get to... the monotony a bit, I suppose, of the... Yeah, you know, it always being in one place. Uh, Crossing Lines is to uh, be shown on Love Film. I've well. seen. The... I have no idea what this is. What is Crossing Lines? Uh, Crossing Lines is a uh, detective, a, a, a crime drama. Um, it stars uh, the guy out of Prison Break series two. William Fitzner. Thank you very much. He plays a retired. Uh, profiler with the New York Police Department, who is in Europe, kind of hiding out, just kind of not, you know, not his life has gone the wrong way, and someone comes and finds him, and they put together a kind of European team to find a serial killer. Uh, so they put together. So there's a British guy, an Irish guy, a French professor. It, and it's they very... walk into a bar. Well, yeah, they walk no. into a bar. No. But <laughs> actually, this is better than I'm probably making it sound. Uh, well, I've, again, I've again I've seen again I've seen the first episode. If you've seen a Danish program called Arna Dahl, which was shown earlier this year on chat on BBC Four, it's quite similar to that. It's people being put together in a team to solve a crime. Um, like, and this, like and their kind of special skills, you know, come out. You know, one of them's one of them's a computer programmer. The other one is is, is a tactic, tactical expert. So. Interestingly, I kind of thought that's what by any means. Was going yeah, to I was going to mention that. Yeah. Didn't turn yeah. Well, there is a little bit of that, I suppose, in by any means, but not. I know I haven't watched anything more than the pilot. Uh, the Fall, which was massive for BBC Two, just not for me again. Uh, series Two of that is confirmed to be filming next year, which may mean we get it at the end of 2014. It may mean they... How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Keep it a bit for... Uh, I think I think BBC Two are going to want to put it on as soon as possible. Seeing as they'll probably successful. put it on while they're filming it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're wasn't like, it shown in Ireland it first? Live. Didn't it go on RTE first, the first series? I think it did. I think it did. So yes. we might be waiting behind them, so... No, they'll probably get some sort of deal where they don't have to. Um, more casting news for you. Cilla Black and uh, Paul O'Grady will play siblings in the new BBC sitcom. We'll just brush by that and pretend I never even said it. Is it called um, siblings, or is that just... No, no, no. no there is, I think there is a name for it, but I just... Yeah. I, that's <laughs> oh about my God, as... there is a na- there's a definitely a name for it, Matt. I just can't say it on the podcast. Okay. Um, ITV have announced the cast of Prey. I am so, so, so looking forward to this. It is John Sims' first TV role for ITV in the drama. I'm so looking forward to it. Arc at this for a cast. Aid Edmondson and our friend of the podcast, Craig Parkinson, in this as well. I reckon it's going to be great. It's, it's written by 
a television new newcomer to television writer Chris Lund. I have high hopes of this because John Sim very rarely does anything I don't like. Perhaps bar various bits of the village, but we won't dwell on that. A Deadman um, City could either be genius or mistake. We'll have to wait and see. In Jonathan Creek, I feel he was a mistake. Um, so we'll see how they put him to use. Uh, more BBC drama and ITV drama, to be fair. Uh, getting a bit of a mention with the nominees for the International Emmys. Congratulations heading their way to Sheridan Smith for Mrs Biggs last year, Sean Bean for Accused, uh, Secret State and Accused on their own, all, all both up. And in the comedy category, Chris O'Dowd's genius comedy Moon Boy also up for an International Emmy. And when I look at that list, all it tells me really is last year was brilliant. Yeah. But you can't count out some of them Spanish telenovelas that are up for the... That's what I'll be watching as soon as we finish this talk. <laughs> um, I'm sure you've all heard this by now, but uh, original Cockney Danny Dyer will be joining EastEnders. He'll be taking over the Vic from Alfie Moon. Uh, we'll sort of judge that when we see it. Um, and um, this is a huge surprise. Open All Hours is to return... At Christmas, and it will see Sir David Jason reprise yeah. his role as Granville. I'm amazed by that. It's the you think you know what's coming, and then something completely out of the left field uh, visits. I, I had no idea they would even consider putting this back on. Can, Especially whenever I think of the show, I don't think of David Jason at all. I think of Ronnie, Ronnie Barker. So can I like, just say as well, the last David Jason thing that was on around Christmas was the Royal Bodyguard. Oh. I have no idea how that's going to turn out. We'll try and try and um, reserve judgment on that. Also, if you're into your more contemporary uh, comedies at Christmas, Tiger Aspect and BBC Three are returning to the classroom for a Christmas edition of Bad Education. The last episode of that was absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. If you haven't seen it, you need to go on iPlayer now. I haven't I, seen it. I knew they were doing. Shall I go on iPlayer now, Luke? And if you wait, <coughs> wait till after the show if you don't mind. Um, no, I don't but know I, he's going to contribute. He may that's well true. I, I was surprised, but I, re- I knew that they were coming back for Christmas because if you looked in the Radio Times, it said bad education, six out of seven. Mm. So you knew there was a li- another episode coming. I remember, so. I remember they did that when Not Going Out, when Not Going Out had their Christmas special, but the rest of the series was on in January. Mm. So when it finished, it was seven of eight in like you know the first week of Feb, uh, and then the, uh, the last F. Yeah. Could, could Luke, uh, you just point I me as to where, story. where on the list you are? Because you, you're not reading the well, new. Just like board, the uh, Maverick, I know where he's going. I can't work out I... what's next. Come on, that. re- yeah, well, that's what's that's exciting. The, fun. the oh. reason I wanted to leave this till last is because, I, well, I think it's possibly a terrible decision, but I want to hear your your guys' views on it. Broadchurch, which we know how much we love that show back in uh, February, March time, um, is going to be remade in America. We can't stop it. It's happening. Um, but David Tennant is going to be reprising his role as their version of D.I. Alec Hardy. Uh, uh, and with an American first. accent. And with an American accent, which, if I have to criticise David Tennant, he's not particularly good at. Um... Why is this happening? Why? Why? That's my question. (laughs) Why? Well, no, because my theory is, if you're going to remake something Mm. like this, fair enough, I I can see why. I can perhaps see why it has to be remade, even though I honestly can't. But I can perhaps see some (laughs) some way that it has to be remade. But why cast one of the original actors from the first series and then... Change them into an American. It's just I don't know because he knows all the words. Oh yeah, so they don't have to teach anyone (laughs) the lines. Is this a mistake? Uh, yeah. Okay, and Gary. Yes, but there is a little bit of precedent. Yeah, there is. Um, There is precedent. There is precedent. um, All the precedent. All the shows that they were in were cancelled after a few episodes, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, The most recent being uh, that uh, David Ayoade starred in the American remake of the IT Crowd. Who's David Ayoade? Richard Ayoade. Sorry. Um, Uh, And also Anthony Head was uh, Free Agents. It was in both. Uh, Sarah Sarah Alexander in Coupling. 
That's yeah. Nice Mark there. Strong in Low Winter Sun, which is actually a bit of a hit in America, so maybe that's the one that doesn't quite fit the mould. Mm. Robert Llewellyn played Crichton in the US Red Dwarf remake, which never happened. Yeah. And Paul uh, Hollywood in the US Baker. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Nigel Planer played in the American Young Ones that never got taken to its... Um, exactly, a lot of the... There's a recurring and, team. And Lorraine Bruce in their version oh, of the Syndicate. Oh, yeah? Which oh, good, right. Has any of us seen yet? No, but, but I don't think, you, don't think it's going to be a long for a lot I know why while. they've done it, because we know that the writer, whose name escapes me, that I'm sure that one of you two Chris will Chibnall. remind me. Chris Chibnall. Thank you. Is, being, is involved in the rewrite, isn't he, for the American version? So I would imagine that perhaps he has suggested David. I'm sure he would have had to screen test like everyone else. But oh, yes, I'm sure that Chris Chibnall has said, look, I can rewrite this with a good sense that I know who I'm getting. Because mm-hmm. he knows how David Tennant will play the role. The nuances of the accent, I agree, aren't great. But at least you could say maybe there'll be a good opportunity for the writer to express himself well with that comfortableness with his lead actor. My my other thought is that this casting just is very reminiscent of the very first episode of Episodes for me. It just, just feels like it's going to go horribly mm. wrong. Um, but yeah, we will see. Again, it could be a massive success. I personally hope not because I want to see David Tennant on our screens and not in US uh, series. Speaking of David Tennant on our screens, his new BBC One drama, The Escape Artist, is coming in the next few weeks. That's two I've weeks, seen the first not? one. I've seen the first one. I'm reserving judgment until I've seen the second. I have a question. Yes. Will the BBC show the American version? Sorry, will ITV show the American version no. of Church? No. In that case, who will? FX. Okay. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Fair enough. I don't know. Somewhere I mean, like that. that well, if they have to show it at all. Also, not ITV two or ITV three. Maybe. Well, Dave, Dave, Dave Javu. David Tennant David wasn't Tennant even the best thing Sorry, go on. <laughs> he finished that with the fun. David Tennant Never. wasn't even the best. It wasn't even the best thing about Broadchurch. If you're gonna, if mm. you're gonna put an I original gonna cast member in there, the give Olivia Coleman a shot and just well, don't make her da- change your accent at all. But David Tennant is the David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant was the biggest Pauline Quirk's dog. David Tennant was the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was the uh, was the uh, was the best. Also, I've noticed as well that Pauline Quirk seems to get a family member or a pet into every show she's doing now. Yeah. So it was her dog like in Broadchurch. It was it was her. It's her son in only birds of a feather. Only birds of a feather. Pauline Quirk's son is Matt Willis. Is that no, the other one isn't yeah, her son. Pl- yeah, whatever. But uh, by the way, if you are, if you, this is the first podcast of ours you've listened to, uh, number fifty, you will uh, find a reference to Pauline Quirk's dog in about forty of the other episodes we've done. Especially yeah. if you listen to the Broad Church exclusive ones that we've been back in, <laughs> yeah, where we talked exclusively for yeah. and, half an hour about and, Pauline and Quirk's the, dog and the snail as well, wasn't it? Or slug, the slug, yeah, whatever. You can't even get the names of insects right. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll find the mollusks, Luke. Shut <laughs> up. You take your reviews and you go read them. Well, quickly, uh, let's just mention the, the last bit of the news and we can talk about an exciting new thing we're doing here on the uh, podcast slash website. Uh, Peep Show has been announced that it's uh, coming to an end after eight series. The ninth series, we're not quite sure when it will be on. Um, Even and, the cast don't seem and, to and, and yeah, show. Mitchell and Webb will be returning in the next couple of weeks with a new show called Ambassadors. And to sort of mark both of these uh, shows ending slash starting, uh, we will be doing a new podcast, which we are sort of tentatively titling the Custard TV Club, where uh, every so often we will be looking at a different show and watching a few episodes and then commenting. Uh, we are starting with Peep Show. All the details are on the website of the three episodes we'll be focusing on. And we'd love to hear your feedback on the website or on Facebook or even on Zbox or Twitter. Yes. As I say, all the information, if you go on the website, is on the main page now. And basically, any fans of Peep Show, just give us some feedback on why you like the series, how, how you think it's changed over the few years. And we'll, we'll try and read out as much as we can whenever that podcast will be. And our, we reckon it will 
be in a couple of weeks' time, I think, Luke, we're shooting. Basically, we want a bit of interaction between, mm. because I, I have a lot of loyal followers and we just want a bit of interaction and give you some say as well. Because whenever I think of the website, thecustardtv.com, I don't really think we're journalists, I think we're TV fans. You're so if you're a TV not a fan as well. I'm certainly not. No. <laughs> um, I don't and, have a. I don't and have a as well, if you'd like to suggest some shows, we're just thinking maybe UK shows to start with. If you want to, to start suggest, with. To suggest some shows then, uh, that we can cover in following weeks, then and then we might take it under consideration. Okay. We might. We're, you... We can be quite fickle. We can be quite fickle, yeah. This will probably be a one-and-done uh, deal for TV Club. <laughs> we'll watch the first one and never we'll see it again. Uh, so, uh, starting with the reviews, uh, X Factor, we, we managed to get it to judges' houses where, in a shock, one of them was actually in one of the judges' houses this year. Sharon Osbourne took her over-the-hill category to uh, the Hollywood Hills to her home in L.A., uh, where we saw all of the acts Luke didn't want to get through in this category get through. Uh, Louis uh, took a, an army of guest judges to San Tropez with him. None Surely, of them were famous. None of them were famous. As uh, Alan Carr commented on his show, to steal a gag, it's good that he's doing his bit for the long... Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Long term unemployed uh, <laughs> with uh, Shane filling from Westlife. Uh, Nicole Appleton from All Saints and the ubiquitous Sunita in yet another uh, a, a swimsuit that was not age appropriate for a woman. And of it, I, you say the S word, it's time for Gary to be cutting. Yeah. I actually did that thing that I used to complain about people doing. I actually mm. tweeted Sunita and said, Did you not think it was inappropriate? to wear a skimpy bikini in front of teenagers. And what did she say? She didn't respond. Oh. <laughs> and afterwards I <laughs> regretted it. That's not really an anecdote, is no, it? No, no, but afterwards I regretted No, but I'm sort of big into this thing of like, if you, if you know, why go on Twitter just to complain about people? If you want to complain about people, do it in your own home. Don't, you know, what, that, that, you know it, it kind of defeats the object of, of celebrities saying I'm available if all you're going to do is complain. But I just kind of thought, I was so incensed by the process mm-hmm. and how they've put these people through such torture really um, and I read somewhere but then only to see Sunita in a bikini yeah, no. <laughs> well no but also you know I mean come on we were all teenage boys once um, I'm not sure I been... ever was yeah you, you, you arrived at 30 um, <laughs> I don't know I just I just didn't thought and again, because of her sensationalist stories that she's been pushing at the moment and her media profile recently, I just thought it was just completely inappropriate. The one thing I would agree with you there with, Gary, was that you, when you described Sunita as a celebrity. Uh, so yeah, Well, that's but, the, Yeah, OK. Yeah. Z-list in total okay. time. When I, I would agree with you because some of those young boys, that Nicholas, I mean, he's never seen, uh, I'm sure, that much of a woman before. Uh, and just sort of moving around the judges' houses, we had uh, Gary going to New York with uh, to his, sit on a roof to sit on a roof with Ollie Murs and he. Is We've a, all been there. Uh, groups, one of which, of course, uh, Rough Copy, have have had their third member reinstated for the live shows. Um, it looked like what I would have liked to have seen would have been Gary sort of arguing with the visa office and trying to, you know, rush around. Press one for visas. What's going to happen if they win and need to go on a world tour? He won't be able to go with them. No, and finally... I'm allowed to leave the country. The girls, we had all the girls who've come back once again get eliminated in favour of um, 
We should just go. Should we go through the twelve, and we'll just say no. Yeah, I, I tell you, I tell you what. Before we do that, yeah. and you're more than welcome to yeah. do it. I might drift off. Go on. Then. I thought the show over the weekend, the two episodes over the show, were the most cliched, annoying pieces of of reality TV I've seen in a while. Everything was sob story. Everything was yeah. crying. Everything was sing your heart out. This means the world to me, sort of thing. It was just. It was if. I don't know how I'm gonna go on anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it was so frustrating and so annoying and so get the violins out and play some Westlife quietly in the background. They did have a flick. I could have turned it off. But you see, I can I can say see that for maybe the groups and maybe the over the overs category where they go. Look, I I, I realise that at thirty five, this is my last chance of becoming an international singing star. But then for the fifteen and to the twenty year olds to go, if I don't get through, my life is over. And for the judges not to say. And I don't think I think only one judge said to one contestant who they didn't put through, "You must keep trying." Nicole. Because that's that's what yeah that's what the whole music industry at the moment is based on is if you don't get through it, they, and this kind of fast track to fame that the X Factor and the Voice have allowed them to do means that you have to keep trying to do that. It's not the, the Voice, voice. No, but you know what <laughs> I mean. It's like yeah, I agree with you totally, and I know what you mean, and and. I think it was on the X Factor US last year where it was when they had like young teenagers on that version and one of them, it was like a young lad would say, this is all I've wanted to do with all my life. And I'm like, you're 14. When I was 14, I had a paper round. Anyway, uh, the the final 12, have we got any predictions maybe of who's going to go far rather than going through all 12? Gary? Um, I think that the girl group that... Uh, We'll put together. Miss Dynamics. Miss Dynamics. Uh, apart from the name, I think I think look and sound very good, and look and sound like a very professional uh, group already. And I agree with the comments that Gary made that I think actually they've got real potential. Um, and I think I, I I must admit I do have a bit of a soft spot for the Lisa Loeb lookalike. Oh, I um, do. Yeah, Abby. Yeah, but I again, I, I again I agree with the comment that Nicole said that she might be a little bit of a one-trick pony. Who was the ginger? Irish girl a couple of years ago. Janet Devlin. Uh, yeah, similar to Janet Devlin. That any time you get a category that's a bit more upbeat, Lucy, she's going to struggle. Lucy Spragan last year. Well, no, see, I disagree. Lucy Spragan was slightly different. She did actually attempt different genres, but she wanted to write her own music. Yeah, but so, what but... I'm saying is that Lucy Spragan, she's only a one-trick pony in the way that Lucy Spragan was. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Any predictions, Luke? Before we move on. Um, I don't. Well, I think uh, as annoying as it is, the the girl I don't like who um, Tamira, Tamira. I think she'll do well. It Nicholas that... as well. I would put in there. Yeah. Nicholas McDonald, the the young Scott boy out of the three boys who are all too young. I think quickly before we move on, I do. And I think, think Louis... Sam Bailey will be there for a long time. Louis but I don't thought she. Louis should have put that big pool guy through, and Sharon should have put Zoe through. I think Zoe was well, very good. Okay. If you, you, we said last week there wasn't any Joe Cacks. We have our Joe Cact now. Shelley. In the form of Shelley. Yeah. So but I don't Cact. think she'll last very long. And quickly as well on the website, I think tomorrow will be my views on the new flash voting system that X Factor yeah. In which Sunita comes on and flashes you. <laughs> For a few minutes while you attempt to pick a phone up. While, while you're convinced to move out of the room and vote quickly. Uh, yes, leave Stri- the room and vote for your phone. Uh, we won't spend too long talking about Strictly because, I mean, it was the first elimination this week. Oh, poor old Tony Jetlin got to go back to his house in Florida after being humiliated for two weeks. Yeah, always um, the young ones. I think the, the, you only, could, the only... You could you could say it was hit out of bounds. Okay, no girlfriend reference. Uh, the only um, thing I'll pick up on this week is the fact that uh, Rachel Riley was a bit sort of down in the leaderboard after two weeks. Her samba, I believe it was, did not get too many uh, good comments. Uh, she was below in the leaderboard. Uh, Deborah Meaden was higher than her in the leaderboard, and I think Mark Benton as well. Uh, any any thoughts on Strictly? I know Luke doesn't watch it. Gary, did you want to mention anything? Uh, I was particularly impressed by Sophie Ellis Baxter, but I feel mm. that it may be oh, yeah, too good. Too, it's too good too soon. 
Um, my experience of, of strictly over a couple of years is it's about the journey. So you're looking for people who are going to improve over the over the weeks, not okay. those that are good now. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of improvement. I, I am really looking forward to having a look at the dances and songs. I am looking forward to Dave doing a Paso Doble to Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything to Love tomorrow night. And if I, I could just do that. And, and obviously, <laughs> we don't wish Bruce Forsyth any unwill. But if he wants to have every week off, uh, I'd be quite happy to have Claudia. It, it did feel a lot fresher last week. Yeah. Didn't it? it felt a lot more professional. But I don't wish any ill will against him. No, no, Bruce. no. If he's doing every other week this, this year, then. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to hand you over to Gary now, who has watched two of the Sky Living Drama Matters programmes uh, that were yes. on last week. I'll be very Firstly, brief. Firstly, Gary, why no. did you watch them? Why did well, you watch I... them? I researched them when um, when we actually announced them a couple of months back on the uh, on the program. So actually, I kind of read the synopsis and thought some of them sounded Synopsi. quite good. Synopsi, and and thought some of them sounded quite good. And actually, oh, this is kind of what we've been talking about on the show. Where if if some channels instead of just throwing whole series out, put out pilots like sometimes you get in the American system and see how they get a reaction channel four have done this with comedy um itv have done this occasionally with dramas they did it with endeavor and they got a good reaction and then they went on and made a series of it so i just think it's a good premise to say let's put a a, a writer and a cast together and an idea and see what happens is that there's a sally wainwright one on is that tonight the witch one i think it was last night i think it was last uh, night yeah Last witch. I'll talk very briefly. The Psychopath Next Door starred Anna Friel uh, as a board-certified psychiatrist, um, and it appeared that she had had influence over a person that she used to work with that made them go insane and was in a sane asylum. She appears to be extremely manipulative, and she'd moved into a new area and managed to get herself uh, involved in a circle of friends who go jogging, uh, single mums, and... She basically was being very kind of like very manipulative in the way in which she was lurking, working out who, who was friends with what and what was said. She was very bitchy behind some people's backs. She was very nice to other people, but also she was extremely quirky. Uh, and and there was an element of Rear Window, um, a very famous Hitchcock film, where there's a young girl in it, and she'd been sort of using a, a telescope to look out the you know she liked astrology, astronomy, and she caught. Anna Frill doing certain things like throwing away a plant that her mother had given to her as a welcoming present and one night she flashed her which ironically was what Luke said about Sunita um, and, and it was just you know the character was very unhinged but in, very interesting it was almost kind of like a, a touch of a touch of Desperate Housewives but very Britishly well made so I really the tone the tone was was how would you describe the tone um quite a little bit sinister at times in the way in which you saw what she did quite underhand um and i think this had this had some potential in 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 maybe a short six four to six week four to six episode run i think i think there's a story there to be told they certainly laid out quite a wide plot uh you know all the four main characters had quite different backgrounds and you didn't really you only really scratched the surface and it was all very small uh, community, you know, so everybody knows everybody's business. So, and then Lawless, which is Saran Jones. Yeah, Saran Jones in uh, being the fir- being a, a a female judge uh, in a new chambers, very um, very similar to uh, our, one of our favourite shows, uh, which now escapes me. Silk. Silk, thank you very much. How could uh, Silk? I know. Well, you? I'm being very good at trying to stay on topic. Um, very similar to Silk in the way in which it deals with procedure in the British justice system. So if you like Silk, you'll feel familiar with that. Saran Jones was excellent, um, and there was a very nasty male lead who played it very, very well, and you, you really hated him. Um, and a, a very reminiscent of an American series called Judging Amy, which is, again, about a female judge. It dealt with some of the very similar storylines, and I've watched a number of episodes of Judging Amy, and they, they hit on a number of similar topics. Um, but I think the main reason I would watch this, and I think we would, would be Saran Jones, uh, because we like her work. She's, she's this year's... Uh, um, who's the woman in Mrs. Biggs? Sheridan Smith. She's in everything. <laughs> Who she's we mentioned everything. about half an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's further up the document. But I, hey, I thought was and I, I, again, I could see Lawless having a short run 
um, because again they left it open in both series, both these dramas they didn't finish the storylines. They I'd left say Lawless so... out of the two, just by what you're saying, would be the more uh, obvious to get a full series. Lawless for me would quite easily settle on ITV. I know Sky but how, obviously, but how can Lawless Jones felt like an do IT. it though? She's already well, busy with the Touch of Cloth and Scott and Bailey, and I just don't know how she. Have they not already filmed the third Touch of Cloth though? They have, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure she can fit it in. Uh, we'll stay uh, with uh, Gary with the Blacklist. Right, the Blacklist started on Sky Living last Friday. It's a big hit in America. It's very similar to the following, but not about serial killers. In the, It's a twist-and-turn drama. Uh, James Spader stars in it, and he stars as somebody in the top ten FBI Most Wanted list. And he gives himself up to try and get in touch with, to try and get the FBI to catch someone else that he wants to catch. But it turns out that due to a series of twists and turns, which I won't spoil because it's a great watch, he has a blacklist that he, of people that he wants to track, back, track down, criminals that he says the FBI don't even know. Uh, and it's just great, and he's manipulative. There's a touch of a lot of good stuff in here. There's a real touch of Silence of the Lambs because he picks a fairly unknown young female profiler, uh, and he says, I'll only talk to her. Um, it's just a great line. He says, I will only talk to Elizabeth Childs, and then there's dramatic music. Um, and she's got a, 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 a mysteriously uh, husband who's got money and 50 fake passports under, under the floorboards, which she finds, um, and you don't know what's going on. And it's just beautiful twisting and turning. And I've actually gone ahead and watched a couple of episodes that I've downloaded, um, and, and it, I have to say it stays very strong. Okay, uh, staying with American shows, the return of Homeland on uh, Sunday night just gone, uh, which I did watch. The uh, I, did, I didn't get a chance. I'm hoping to okay. keep a couple of these. Okay, I, I, I will not spoil. Uh, try not to spoil as much as I, I can. I would just say that I I wasn't a fan of series two. I thought it rushed things a little bit. Uh, series three seems to be um, starting on a slower note. We got uh, you've seen the end of series two, haven't you, Gary? So yes, we've yeah, got yeah. now a few months on from the explosion at the at Langley. Uh, Saul is now in charge of the CIA, um, and Carrie is currently being part of an investigation into you know what exactly happened, and uh, the other story of uh, Brody's family is struggling. Uh, Damien Lewis uh, is certainly not in uh, the first two episodes that I've seen so far. And I think, in a way, it works because you've got this sort of spectre of him in the background affecting people's lives, even though he's not around at the moment. And it will be interesting to see when he does come back into the series what will happen then. Uh, so that was Homeland. Gary, I, I'm assuming you're looking forward to it and we'll probably yeah, speak I, about it a bit more. I, I think I'm going to watch two episodes back to back just because there's a lot of stuff on Sunday nights. Uh, for me, so yeah, I do that yeah. actually. The second episode is is very good as well. I watched that earlier today. Uh, another American show that debuted on Channel Four this week on Tuesday was Masters of Sex. Uh, this star Michael Sheen as a pioneering um, fertility expert who wanted to find out more about uh, orgasms and and get to the get to the sort of the root of them and stuff like that. I and... wonder what words you're going to use. Then I really did. I'm glad you went with root. Okay, um, and he hires a a young secretary played by Lizzie Kaplan, who helps him. She's a, he's a lot. He's a sort of a man of science. She's a lot more sort of free thinking. And I actually really enjoyed this one. I thought it was witty. I thought it was it was well told. I'm a little skeptical to see how they can play out a biography over. I think it's about twelve or thirteen episodes. But Michael Sheen is. A, I mean, he's one of our best actors in my opinion. I think. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan also very good, and there were some some great supporting performances as well. Bo Bridges was in this for a while, and I would say I know we're going to in a minute start to knock Channel Four, but I will just say that I think one of the good things that that uh, our friend Jay Hunt has done is to put dramas on at nine pm rather than ten pm. Homeland and Masters of Sex both on at nine pm. I think I think that's a lot better than having something like. You know, grand designs or embarrassing bodies or something like that on at nine. I agree, but I don't think it worked for Top Boy. Okay, yeah, but on the whole, you would agree that putting dramas on at nine and then putting the say Gypsy Weddings or what have you that would normally be on at ten at nine, put them on later or not at all. As we're talking about Masters of Sex, let's just briefly—it's not on the document. Let's just briefly 
uh, brush on Breathless. I've done a lot of coverage having been to the set earlier oh, in the year. Is that not on there? Oh, there's even There's even a podcast where I talked to writer Paul Unwin about the show. Matt, your first yeah. impressions. Yeah, I thought we, I I didn't notice Breathless wasn't on this on this list of things to talk about. Not uh, the first impressions on that. No, <laughs> Breathless. Yeah. yeah, I really really enjoyed Breathless. I have to say that it was uh, I thought it was stylish, uh, well acted, well written. I w- I would uh, like to mention actually the opening credit sequence because I thought it was a lot different from anything that British shows normally do, and it sort of evokes like the Mad Men opening credit sequence. I thought, I mean, what I liked about this, and you said this in your review um, on the website, that you thought it would be a lot like Call the Midwife, you know, early 1960s, involved mainly like a maternity wing. But this was a lot more sort of middle class. This was sort of, you know, the secret. It's very stylish. The things that go on behind closed doors, I think, would be a Mm. good way to describe a lot of the things in this. I think if you have to compare it, it's closer to Mad Men Mm. in its style and its feel. But I think it's very original. I don't think you should compare it to Mad Men because there is something very British about it as well. There is something very. I think if Barry. If Barry? Who's. Hello. Oh, sorry. If, if Gary gave it a go, he would like it. In a fun well, way. I, 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 I've got Breathless down on the list. There was just too much stuff on it. Can I just quickly night. mention Truckers, even though I know we weren't a big fan yeah. of it. Let's just cover it quickly. Uh, yeah. Truckers last night, nine o'clock. About a group of two point nine three million uh, truckers. people will never get that yeah. hour back. Uh, well, I, I know Luke hated it with a passion. You didn't get through all of it, did you, Luke? No. Uh, what I will say is that it w- it started, it's one of these dramas like The Syndicate, which is going to focus on a different member of this team who work for a haulage company every week. They started by focusing on Stephen Tompkinson's character, Malachi, who's going through a divorce and his wife is about to marry someone else. Who had uh, a stupid name. Who had a stupid name. But what I would say is he was probably the most unlikable of the bunch. And I think... I think it will have alienated a lot of people because they started the drama with one of the most unlikable characters. And I can even... see why, because he's a big name in the mm-hmm. face. Yeah, yeah but, I was just going to yeah. say, even though I really like him and I've seen him in uh, a play and he was really good, he did deal well with the more comedy things, but I just think, and as as Luke's probably alluding to, it is very generic and I think... There is room for a populist drama about, you know, working class group like like Oh definitely. Truckers. It's not that. But I think I've got it's sort with. of it's, it's not sort of problem. very by the numbers and there were some predictable yeah. moments. But at the so same my... time there is a bit of a glimmer of promise. I think the John Daglish character who who's the new boss taken over from his dad who recently passed away is an interesting character. And my favourite dramas are always ones that focus on real people hmm. that you can relate to that aren't too far out of the real world and Truckers could have and should have been that. What it was on the other hand was just a really poorly executed just it just felt incredibly I drama by numbers. That William Ivory script isn't exactly what we saw that came onto the TV. I, I think not. it's been through a lot of rewrites and oh, not. you have to put this character here, you have to do this with this character. It just seems like a lot of things have been judged by committee. It's been through a lot of people before it's got to BBC One. And it had that same tone that I think mm. Love and Marriage had back mm. in the summer where it was trying to be funny and trying to be dramatic and didn't manage to no, do either no, overly well. Okay, so, yeah, so Truckers... Did anyone else, going back to Masters of Sex, Gary, did you watch it? I, I managed ten minutes, and, and I'm afraid the storylines just weren't for me, but oh, I could really? see that it was I thought stylish. you would look really like that. I, I thought couldn't, no, like... I couldn't, I couldn't get past the kind of the subject matter. Um, what it way? Appeal... It was in the title. Hmm. It didn't appeal to me. I, I didn't really want to watch somebody observe other people having sex. I think you should give it. I think you should give it another go and watch the first episode before you make a decision not to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched ten minutes and then made that decision, so I do yeah. agree that yeah, give but it a go. I just, yeah, but of an okay, hour well, long. I'll, I'll try. I just didn't. I think yeah. you should. And, and Luke as well. I know you don't watch a lot of American shows, but I think you might like this as well. 
I do think I will, I will give it a go. I think you'll go. I, I I'm surprised. I am actually a bit shocked that Gary, you've said that, but I think you should give it another go. I must uh, admit, some... again, it, 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 there is just a lot of stuff out there, and I suppose just you know, if you're if you're not hooked by it immediately, then yeah, I I, I, you know, I do agree. Yeah, but don't I, we preach yeah. the exact opposite? Something here. that uh, uh, Jim Field Smith brought up. We'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, but he did bring that up, didn't he? About about um, how you have to grab people in that first mm. few minutes. Yeah, uh, just or, qu- and he just... did actually mention Gary as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, just briefly, uh, something none of us will uh, be liking, I'm sure. Uh, Gary, did you watch this? Because no, Luke did. No, no. So it was only me who, who watched. If I'm not going to watch a program about this, somebody this, else this, watching, this was sex, something that I only managed about ten minutes of it. Um, and this was basically we talked about it before in some detail when we previewed it. Basically, three it was it was uh, three couples that we saw on the main show. Other couples also went into this big box that had a bed in it, had sex, came out, and then talked about it with uh, three uh, sex experts and the uh, incredibly annoying Mariella Frostrup. Uh, and basically, yeah, it was very gimmicky and more of anything else. It was just boring. It was very dull. You know, you don't. You know, fair enough, you can have a full-on frank conversation about your sex life, fair dues, but it does not belong on prime time Channel 4. It's almost like an idea Alan Partridge had between uh, Monkey Tennis and Youth Hostling with Chris Eubank. Uh, moving on so now... How depressed would you be if you agreed to do that and then you didn't even make it into the hmm. real show? Yeah, you got on one of the ten-minute sections on, on whatever... You're not the... even good enough to have no. sex in a box on ten. Sex in a box. Uh, you can download this and every other podcast and interview and everything to do with television uh, from the website or from iTunes, uh, which, while you're there, could you give us a five-star review? Thanks. It's going Nothing birthday, less. Love one. Um, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV. Also find us on Zbox, if you know what that is. Um, TV club. And on, and on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm at Luke Custard TV. Gary is at the Gary Show, and Matt is at Matt's TV Bites with a crazy amount of T's. Crazy. Oh, um, I might change it to at the end of my tether. Is that enough characters? I don't know. I don't care. Go, I don't and, eat, care. go and eat something. I, I need to go and eat something seriously. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.